You're listening to the WELF NPC News Radio Podcast with your hosts, Walter Mistletoe Livingstone and co-host Becky Marshmallow Livingstone. To all North Post City Elves, those in Santa's Village in the Lower 48 and all around the world, this is your weekly update for the week of April 3rd, 2023. I'm your host, Walter Mistletoe Livingstone. And I'm your co-host, Becky Marshmallow Livingstone. Let's go to press. For the week of April 3rd, 2023, your sponsor will be the Peppermint Shack. Located at 397 Snowball Run Road, the Peppermint Shack offers the best smooth peppermint cocoa and pub games in North Pole City. Make sure to stop by the Peppermint Shack today. Update from Santa's Village. Santa is resting up just fine after spraining his ankle Friday night at the marathon dance. For those of you who were not in attendance, Santa spun around Mrs. Claus during one of the dances and stepped down the wrong way on the dance floor and twisted his ankle. Mrs. Claus did warn him not to wear his boots to the dance, but he just didn't listen. He's expected to be back in a workshop sometime this week. From the Department of Elfland Security, Edward Hinkelmeyer has sent out a message congratulating all of the workers who worked on the Office of Elf Affairs offices this past week. It was nice to see us brought into this century, said Edward. All of the elf workers did a great job, and I just love this new paint scheme. I think we should schedule an update every 500 years or so moving forward. The Office of Elf Affairs is back open now for anyone needing to visit. If you have not visited taolf.com lately or signed up for the Peppermint Post digital newspaper, now is the time. What are you waiting for? We cannot do it for you. Simply go to taolf.com and click on a Peppermint Post to sign up to get your North Pole City news right in your inbox each week on Monday. In North Pole City weather... This week in the weather we have snow! Snow is in the forecast. Temperatures will be between minus 22 and minus 25 with snow Wednesday through Saturday. Accumulation is expected to be between 1 and 2 inches each day with the highest accumulations on Friday. WELF MPC is looking for a new nighttime DJ for the radio station. Anyone wishing to be a DJ, please submit your application to the Office of Elf Affairs along with a tape of you being a DJ on the radio. You will be contacted sometime in the next couple weeks for an interview and an opportunity to join the WELF MPC radio team. Before we have this week in elf history, we're going to play one from the Treetoppers. This is one that they play live Friday night at the at the marathon dance. So go ahead, Treetoppers, take it away. <laughs> Christmas to me. That's Christmas to me. That's 
I'm going to turn it over to our investigative reporter, Becky Marshmallow Livingstone. Becky, please go ahead with the history. All right. Thanks, Walter. Well, this week we're going to talk about the Pony Express Mail Service. On April 3rd of 1860, the first Pony Express Mail, traveling by horse and rider on relay teams, simultaneously left St. Joseph, Missouri and Sacramento, California. Ten days later, on April 13th, the westbound rider and mail packet completed the approximately 1,800-mile journey and arrived in Sacramento, beating the eastbound packet's arrival in St. Joseph by two days and setting a new standard for speedy mail delivery. The Pony Express was an American Express mail service that used relays of horse-mounted riders. It operated from April 3rd of 1860 to October 26th of 1861 between Missouri and California. It was operated by the Central Overland California and Pikes Peak Express Company. It was ultimately short-lived and unprofitable, though the Pony Express captivated America's imagination 
and contributed to the economy of the towns on its route, and served mail service needs for the American West in the days before the telegraph or efficient transcontinental railroad. The Pony Express debuted at a time where letters were sent from New York to the West Coast traveling by ship, which typically took at least a month, or by stagecoach on the recently established Butterfield Express Overland Route, which could take from three weeks to many months to arrive. Compared to the snail's pace of the existing mail delivery services, the Pony Express's average delivery time of just 10 days seemed like lightning speed. The Pony Express Company was the idea of William H. Russell, William Bradford Waddell, and Alexander Majors, owners of a freight business, Leavenworth and Pikes Peak Express Company. It would later be known as the Pony Express. They set up 186 Pony Express stations about 10 miles apart along the Pony Express route, and which was a pioneer trail across the present-day states of Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, Nevada, and California. At each station, the express rider would change to a fresh horse, taking only the mail pouch, which was called a mochila, which was the Spanish word for pouch or backpack, with him. More than 400 horses were acquired for the project. These horses averaged about 14.2 hands, or 58 inches high, and about 900 pounds each. Thus, the name pony was not always appropriate. To keep care of the ponies, the riders could not weigh over 125 pounds, and the horses were switched out every 10 to 15 miles. The riders, on the other hand, rode day and night and were changed out only every 75 to 100 miles, and riders carried loads estimated at about 20 pounds of mail with them each time. Among the riders was the legendary frontiersman and showman William Buffalo Bill Cody, who reportedly signed on with the Pony Express at age 14 or 15. While working for Slade's division in Wyoming, he is said to have made the longest non-stop ride from Red Butt Station to Rocky Ridge Station and back. When he found that his relief rider had been killed, this trail of 322 miles was completed in 21 hours and 40 minutes, and 21 horses were required. The company's riders set their fastest time with Lincoln's inaugural address, which was delivered in just less than eight days. The initial cost of the Pony Express delivery was $5 for every half ounce of mail. Then it went to $2.50, and by July of 1861, to just a dollar. With the advent of the first transcontinental telegraph line in October of 1861, the Pony Express could just not compete and ceased most of its operations. However, the legend of the lone Pony Express rider galloping across the Old West frontier to deliver the mail lives on today. Now, Walter, I'm sure you're expecting to know this one. Do any Pony Express mail still exist today? Well, yes, indeed, they do. Only about 250 known examples of Pony Express mail remain. Of them, only a single letter is known to exist from the inaugural westbound trip from St. Joseph to Sacramento, and two letters are known to exist from the inaugural eastbound trip. There is only known to be one Pony Express mailing which left San Francisco on July 21st of 1860 that did not immediately reach its destination. That mail pouch did not reach St. Joseph and subsequently New York until almost two years later, but it did arrive. 
Wow, All right. interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. See? So, learn something new. I knew you'd enjoy it. All right, back to you, Walter. All right, thank you very much. So before we uh, get on with the news, let's have another tune from Friday night. So go ahead and listen to this, and we'll be right back. For a visit to the North Pole City Commerce Association building this Monday, the North Pole City Dessert Club will be providing chocolate mousse at the North Pole City Commerce building from noon to 8 p.m. This is for Chocolate Mousse Day Celebration. Corby Snow and Barney from WELF NPC will be in attendance at the event and will be signing autographs and handing out our WELF NPC merchandise. You will not want to miss this event. Sounds delicious, too. The North Pole City Sports League will be holding a table tennis competition for all the craftsmen elves on Thursday in Mrs. Claus's cafeteria for the Table Tennis Day. Sign up to participate at the workshop by Wednesday to participate in the competition. There will be singles and couples competitions throughout the day. 
This week in community events, we begin with Chocolate Moose Day on the 3rd. There will be Chocolate Moose available again in the North Pole City Commerce Building provided by the North Pole City Dessert Club. Tuesday the 4th is International Carrot Day and Hug a News Person Day. Get off me, get off me. <laughs> oh, Walter. Well, EB will be celebrating Carrot Day on Easter Island, but we'll celebrate here as well. Carrot dishes will be available all day at the North Pole City Hotel. Also, you can participate in Hug a News Person Day while there, as Walter will be there and available for a visit right there at the North Pole City Hotel. Wait a minute. I didn't agree to that. Who said that? Did you volunteer me for I that? I sure did! Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> Don't worry. He'll be there. Then on Wednesday, it's the 5th, and it's Deep Dish Pizza Day and Read a Map Day. Mrs. Claus's Kitchen will be providing deep dish pizzas for lunch, and the History and Research Division will be pulling out some old maps for everyone to take a look at. And we'll even show you how to read one if you need assistance. Thursday the 6th is a big day. It's Fresh Tomato Day, Library Day, Table Tennis Day, Caramel Popcorn Day, and Burrito Day. Don't miss the table tennis competition with the North Pole City Sports League and be sure to check out a book from the library as well. Do you need a snack? The eateries in town and the North Pole City Cocoa Pubs will be featuring burritos with fresh tomatoes and caramel corn for dessert to combine the other holidays. Then on Friday the 7th is World Marbles Day. There will be marbles available for play in the workshop and in City Center's auditorium. Join a game when you have a free moment. Saturday the 8th is Trading Cards for Grown-Ups Day. The North Pole City Cards and Collectibles shops will be passing out some new trading cards today for anyone over the age of 200. Finally, on Sunday the 9th, it's Unicorn Day. Come out and celebrate this beloved figure by heading out to the observation deck out atop Mystical Mountains to view the unicorns playing on the far side. WELF NBC would like to wish a very happy 500th birthday to Arturo Happy Scarborough. Arturo has worked in Mrs. Claus's kitchen for 300 years and is responsible for the chocolate mousse creations. We cannot wait to see what Arturo has in store for Chocolate Mousse Day this week and we wish him many more happy years. This is Walter Mistletoe Livingstone and Becky Marshmallow Livingstone with a reminder Chocolate is happiness you can eat. Have a good evening and be sure to tune in next week for another WELF NPC North Pole Radio News Update. <laughs>